Hello, friends. Welcome to our podcast. We forgot to film an intro. So this is it. I'm your co-host, Lucas Schaefer, and I'm super excited to present to you our first episode. Sit back and enjoy. Hi, welcome to our podcast, Mental Matters, with your co-host, Lucas Schaefer, and Kaylee Savage. A little bit about both of us is that we both attend Tennessee Tech and are passionate about both advocating for mental health, but also helping others to learn how to handle the everyday struggles life presents related to mental health. Some topics will be really general, but more specific in certain areas of diagnosis. We want to share what we've learned from both personal experience, and experience in helping others and to help impact and reach a larger audience. Our personal backgrounds have made us who we are today, and we hope with our combined knowledge we can help our fellow friends begin to grow and see the importance of how your mental health plays an important role in your life. I would also like to make it really clear that we don't claim to know everything and don't intend to provide medical diagnosis for our listeners. Our main goal is to hopefully help provide resources and ways to start your personal healing journey. Think of us as a facet of a connection between starting to heal and getting professional help. We all have mental matters that impact our lives. We're here to help you recognize the importance of those and start this journey that right now may seem impossible and very daunting. We are not therapists, but simply two college students with a little bit of life experience and a passion for helping others with mental matters. Yeah, so I guess we should go into our backgrounds. Well, um, I'm going to start with mine if that's okay. Um, I started crisis counseling in 2017, so I have a huge background in it. Um, I was in basically any and all servers that were really related to mental health, and I did it through, and I said servers because I did it via Discord. And Discord is an app where you just join kind of different servers. So that's kind of where I did it. Um, and like I said, I've been doing it since 2017. I recently stopped, but that was really what cultivated my passion for advocating for mental health, both in my personal life, but also in my more professional life, even as a student, and really kind of pushed towards getting kids better resources, you know, growing up through middle school and high school. And I mean, I just spent hours, countless hours helping, um, you know, doing crisis cases, you know, really, really awful ones. But I think it really helped. And I think that's how I found my passion, really. And that's kind of how I found you, Kaylee. Yeah. So I guess it was last semester. Mm -hmm. Um Well, last semester and this semester, like, I've had a lot of kind of health things that have been weird that have happened. And so that has been a crazy experience with all that kind of figuring out that I have, like, celiac as a whole thing in and of itself. And just, like, that makes it hard to just kind of stay positive and want to keep up with my classes because it's like you feel terrible. And so you don't want to go to class, but you know, like... This is the one thing I have to do. And so, like, I don't even know how we met. I think it was, like, it was Halloween night last semester. We were just both, we're in the music department together. And so we were both in the music building just, like, hanging out. And I don't know, I guess we ran into each other by another friend. It was Connor. It was Connor. Connor's an acquaintance. Yep. And 
So we just kind of ran in to each other and clicked from there. Yeah. And so... Was that the night that we went through all those buildings? It it oh. was. We just kind of like went exploring on campus that night. And it was the first night we had ever hung out and yeah. just... I don't know. It was just an instant connection it that was. was so good for us both. Yeah. So when you say it's hard to go to classes, can you explain a little bit more like what... What about getting to classes was hard? Well, number one, I just felt not great. Like physically exhausted and just tired from being sick and not really knowing it kind of. Yeah. And so like the motivation to go to class was like, well, if I don't feel well, then like, you know, like missing one class is okay. And it was never like I wanted to keep missing class because I've always had like a very strong mindset and being like, I need to go to class. Like school is important to me. And it still is. It was just kind of like in that moment, I was like, I don't think physically I can get up and do this. And that started kind of affecting the mental of just making me like so exhausted from everything at that point. Yeah. I can imagine how exhausting that is, but you know, you're here. So yeah, Yeah. we're doing it. So every day. And so, like, I guess we just kind of, like, met and connected and started talking so much and just, like, we would have late nights just where we'd be up talking and just, like, you would just tell me and teach me so much of your knowledge and that was, (laughs) that was a cool experience and I've learned so much. It is an endless pit up there. Um, ADHD with autism. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Um... I don't know, like, overall, though, just I've always had a passion for, like, helping others. And it sounds so, like, cliche, like, I like to help others. But, no, like, I genuinely, like, I'll see someone and I'll be like, if I have the knowledge to help them, I want to use that. And so, Mm -hmm. like, I guess that's kind of where the idea for the podcast came is to be connected on this and connected on a few other things. And we're just like, let's do a podcast and... Jump on it was in. born yeah. so so here we are um, yeah. it's it's kind of crazy because funny funny enough i've had so many of the people that i normally not only have helped but also just personal people be like you should start a podcast just because of my experience within it and just the amount of research i've put into mental health alone and just really connecting not only the research that I've done, but also the personal experiences I've done to everything and realizing that everything is so individual. And I think that is where my passion for mental health came from. Wasn't this idea that you're by the books, but rather you're by the person, you know, you have to go down to their reality. And I think that's really important. And that's, yeah, that's really where this all started. So what made you kind of finally decide, like, let's do this. The podcast? Yeah. Uh, I, I think it was because we were starting to do it. Honestly, when we were starting to design things, I was like, okay, I can do this. Because the biggest fear that I think I have and many mental health professionals have about speaking up, you know, I'm not a professional, but I've, I've seen it reverberated in my therapists and both, you know, pretty much anyone that I talk to in that field is that you don't want to say something wrong. You know, the minute you say something wrong or misrepresent a community, it's like, oh, you know, yeah. cancel culture comes. And so it's always this second check, you know, you always double checking yourself, always doubting yourself. Is this actually right? Is this even the thing that I should be saying? But no, I think it's just having the confidence in my experiences and in the confidence in what I've 
taught and what I teach and know that if at the end of the day it's wrong, I at least help someone in that moment, you know? Yeah. And I think, like, I've seen that a lot about the way you approach things. It's not, like, typical mm-hmm. in a way. It's very different, and a lot of people don't know how to react to that. But, like, yeah. I don't know. I've just seen more of, like, a healing process, and that's really cool to look at because, like, it's more about almost the healing than, like, focusing on the problem in a way yeah. because, like, I don't know. It's just really cool. Your mindset is so different. And, like, that's kind of where we started discussing self-mantra. Yeah. Is it's just, like, you have to have, like, this attitude of, like, you can do it. And it sounds like in the moment you're, like, well, that's what everyone says. Like, you can do it. You can make it through. But it's more than that. And if you want to dive into, like, self-mantra and kind of your experience with that. So self-mantra for me really came when I started having my physical health problems. I have focal partial seizures, but even in general, um, after school, I would get home and I would practice my flute and then I'd be right into crisis counseling. And I, so many times when helping someone wanted to just give up, like this isn't a case that I can take. This isn't a, a situation I can handle, but I had to because A, I was the only one there and no one else would help. But B, it was really just at this point, it's like, no, you really have to just shut out whether what you're feeling, um, the anxiety that you're feeling. You know, when someone's telling you that they're considering something really serious, you just have to be in that moment like, okay, you have the experience, you have the knowledge. Because I have noticed that it doesn't matter how many times that someone says that to me, it is always a very visceral gut reaction. It's just like my heart just like drops to my gut. And I really have to tell myself like, no, you got this, you can do this. You know, even when I'm feeling absolutely terrible, even when I'm really just not having the best day, I have to put all of that aside for everyone that I help. And that's really where self-mantra for me kicked in. It was just this idea of carrying a presence when I came in the room. And it was almost like faking it till you make it, almost. But in a healthy sense, in the sense that it's not something that you're faking. When you walk into a room and you know something, you have to be like, yeah, I know this. And you really have to advocate for yourself and what you know. And the whole process of self-mantra, then I realized, could be applied to a lot of the people that I helped. And just life in general, how many times do you have those moments where you walk into something completely unprepared and you're like, oh, well, guess I got to do this, right? Yeah. Um, auditions, be it interviews, be it tests, you know, that, that self-mantra is really what will start to transition your mindset from faking what you're going through and like faking happiness to be like, no, this is, I am empowered because I've been through this and I'm still here. And the thing is, is I think a lot of the times people take it as fake it until you make it, you know, fake like, oh, I'm happy all the time. No, it's saying I feel crappy, but look at how awesome it is that I'm feeling crappy and doing this really tough thing. And that's really where self-mantra started to come down to just that ticker tape that's always in your head. I think... They mention that a lot when you're in therapy, this this kind of self-dialogue that we apply to everything, and yeah. especially ourselves, and how harsh it is towards ourselves. I think it's really important that we take a step back, be like, what is that objectively doing? Take it from the sense of objectivity, and you know, if we're really trying to focus, and it goes down to the individual, but if we were to take an objective focus saying, is that ticker tape in our head helping us? Is it helping me? Is it helping the people around me? And if it's no, then we can realize like, oh, 
that's not really helping me or the situation. You know, it's not helping me if I think that I'm worthless when I'm in the middle of helping someone. Yeah. So we just have to notice it. We have to be aware of it, but we have to know that it's not true. We have to yeah. be acknowledging that it's not true, and then we can go from there. I think kind of going along with that is just like, when you do wake up and have those bad days where you feel awful, you just like, like you said, just you have to get up and be like, hey, I'm going to make it and like what I'm going through can help someone else and like keeping that mindset of being like, okay, like if this can help someone else, then it's worth it at the end of the day to go through it. Like it may feel terrible, but you can use that to like help someone else. And that's kind of why we started the podcast because we are like, things aren't always the best. They're not always the most fun, but like you just got to make the best of it sometimes. And going along with that, we t we've both talked about this positive mental attitude. Where is that from? It is from Jacksepticeye. I'm accrediting it to Jacksepticeye. Shout out. Yes. Um, so just this positive mental attitude of just like saying, no matter what I'm going through today, no matter how bad today may feel, feeling okay about it. You can either feel okay about it or you can feel bad about it. And you can sit in the bad feelings or get up and try to do something good with it. And it's a lot, a lot harder said than done, for yes. sure. But it it's, takes practice. All of it takes practice. Yeah. And it's not going to be something that you're going to wake up one day and just be like, oh, that fixed everything. Because mm -hmm. that's not how it works. It's a slow process. And that's healing. It's yeah. not wake up one day and everything's better it's weeks months years sometimes and so that positive mental attitude of like hey this is can get better mm -hmm. it will get better it's sucky right now but i can have a good mindset about it and that'll help through it kind of so how has it been helpful with dealing with celiac um well i mean celiac in and of itself is I'm going to kind of go into what it is. Yeah. It's a gluten allergy, but very severe almost. And so it's like you have more than just like these basic allergy symptoms, like everything is affected and it's not fun waking mm -hmm. up feeling gross and just not good because I don't know, like you've seen the symptoms more than I have half the time, but just like feeling awful is not fun and you you're just like what do I do because like for a while I was like is it even celiac is am I just making that up and so I still had to get up and be like okay well I don't exactly know the problem and I don't exactly know how to fix it right now but if I just get up and keep trying to push through or do one more thing not fix everything all at once just do one thing as an improvement, that's helped a lot. And so just having the mindset of like, it's okay and it's not fun right now and I don't know how to fix it, but I can just keep doing small steps and then we'll eventually come so much farther from where we started. But it's just like one day at a time, like let me fix this one thing right now. And that's kind of how it's helped. And to go, way. oh, sorry. That, yeah, that's... 
So to go beyond, and, uh, all right, so now we've started to talk about like, okay, this is this thing. And then like, we kind of talked about how to apply it, but how, how do we put it in practice? Like it's a lot easier said than done. So how yeah. do we do it? Now, the, you've, if you've ever done therapy, you probably have done a technique called reframing. And what reframing is, is we're taking this kind of negative experiencing experience and we're seeing how can we reframe it in a positive light. And the whole sense of idea, like, let's say I walked into a door, I stubbed my toe. That really hurt, right? That, that would that, hurt. That would hurt, right? So, I would cry. Yes, I'm, <laughs> I would cry too. So we take that simple experience of stubbing the toe. It's like, okay, it felt awful. My foot is hurting. I think my foot is broken. And now I have to pay expensive medical bills because my foot is broken. How do we even reframe that in a positive light? Well, the positive light might be after that, we took care of it. Like we, you know, we did something about it. So we didn't just like leave it broken. We, even despite that, maybe you were taking care of someone else. Maybe you're a mom and you're taking care of children. Maybe you're dealing with classes. Like even after you hurt, even after you broke a toe, which I've broken a pinky toe falling off a ladder. Yes, it's happened. Um, it's that reframing. You went to class after. I've broken just... a pinky toe walking into a table. Yep. Yeah. So, yeah. And it's, it's that point. simple. And then we apply it to larger things. How do we take this awful negative experience and say, what came out of it? What positives came out of it? And that reframing isn't saying ignoring the bad. We're saying yeah. this was absolutely really the worst. But because of that, I learned this. Because of that, I was able to do this. And now I'm helping other people or I'm using that experience to whatever in your B club. Who knows? And you start to recognize where you are a great person. You start to realize how much strength you actually have. And it becomes this idea not only of accepting what you've been through, but how can we use that acceptance to then change others and change ourselves, right? Because it is almost such a nice experience to wake up in the morning and be like, I might have just had a terrible night last night, but look, I'm here. You know, I fought through it and now I'm here. Now I'm going to go in the world, um, you know, slaying, you know, yeah. however you do it. And and also kind of going along with that, yeah. to be honest, we didn't even know if this podcast was going to go up. No, we didn't. We were like, there is no way mm-hmm. we're going to get this up because this past week for us both has just been... It's been a week. It's been a week, for sure. And so we were like, can we even make it? Like, But mm-hmm. we are like, let's just do it. Let's do it because, like, yeah, the past week hasn't been great for us, e- for either of us. Nope. But let's do it. We, we've got a lot. And we were talking about, like, how even though we've been through, like, not the greatest week, we're still going to take that and use it for good. Yeah. And I think that is, at the end of the day, we're true healing comes from because we always bottle stuff up and this is saying no we're not bottling up we're unpacking it saying this happened yeah bad things happen good people do bad things bad people do good things whatever it may be but this happened and i'm accepting it i'm saying this is what happened maybe and that doesn't mean maybe forgiving someone you don't have to forgive someone you don't have this is really a individual aspect of saying this happened i'm okay with it happening but this is what came because of it. If you were a victim of maybe domestic abuse, how crappy is that? But now look at you. You're, some of them are empowering other domestic abuse survivors. Some of them are huge advocates 
And even in their own little ways, you might not be like actively like on some huge public stage, but in your personal life, you're recognizing the signs. You might even get someone else out of it because having that personal experience, you can help someone else. And it's not throwing it away or bottling it up like everyone thinks self-mantra is. It's not this always happy ticker tape. It truly is the embodiment of that idea that it is okay to not be okay. And a lot of people, I think, see healing as like this external thing where you can physically see it, but a mm -hmm. lot of it is this internal monologue that you have yeah. to create for yourself. Mm -hmm. And so like creating that monologue of like, hey, I can get through this, even though it's not going to be easy. You just have to keep like, I guess in a way talking to yourself, it kind of yeah. sounds weird, but no. like just talking to yourself and being like, take it one day at a time, take it. If one day is too much, take it one step at a time. Just break it down into these itty-bitty steps. And that's how you kind of create this healing process and start it from day one. And that is the embodiment of Jacksepticeye's positive mental attitude. It's not this fake happy. It's this idea that we can not be okay, but we don't have to make it such an awful experience when we're not okay. And unfortunately, sometimes it is. You know, there are just some situations in life that will be awful. It'll stay awful for the rest of our lives. But what comes from that, what we do despite that, is that positive mental attitude. And I think what's really important is to recognize that in yourself, saying where our ticker tape is being like, nope, just kind of really self-deprecating. It can be self-deprecating of us, others. Um, and it can even go as far as the views that we reflect on other people or interpersonal beliefs that we reflect onto the world that affect other people negatively. And it's not looking at ourselves as this terrible person, but looking at ourselves as this person who can be so much better, but is also a person who has the strength to be better because we've been through this. And that is healing. And what I really love about that attitude and that idea is that it's not there's no timeline. And, you know, think about posters. If you were a child, you had all those band posters and stuff on the wall. That is, you know, positive mental attitude. The, um, the um, Hannah Montana, you know, whatever posters, like you go, you know, like maybe just something that makes your day brighter. A lot of therapists might recommend you write sticky notes and put them on different places um, throughout the day. Just small things that can start to help you reframe things and start to cause your internal monologue from... I'm a terrible person, I'm worthless too. Maybe I'm feeling worthless and maybe I seem like I'm a terrible person, but on the flip side, these are all the good things that I've done. And this is yeah. why maybe it feels like I'm a terrible person in the moment, but in the long run, here's why I'm not, you know? And mm. like a big way we kind of started to create this like positive environment was with song of the day. Was it six weeks ago now? Yeah, six weeks. Yeah. Six weeks ago. We started Song of the Day. Do you want to kind of talk about like yeah. how, why and how you introduced it? So Song of the Day for me is kind of because I am, you know, I love music. I love the power that it brings and I love the power that lyricism brings to the world and our artists empower us to heal through their music. And it's just a song that I chose every day to kind of represent maybe one aspect of a struggle that you've been going through or someone else that has been going through. 
um, and help them almost reframe it. It's almost that reframing process, just external. And you realize like, yeah, this is an awful situation. But through this song, I realized how it can be a positive thing. And keep in mind that positive isn't always perfect, right? A positive isn't always something turned out the way we wanted it. You know, it's not always that the grass just all of a sudden grows and rainbows go. Positive might be the grass is still down. There's no, you know, it's just raining. It's all gross and muddy, but I'm still here. And sometimes being here is the most positive thing about life is that you're going through something. The grass is not growing. There aren't any rainbows, but you're still here and you have a 100% success rate. And each day I would choose one that would kind of represent a different facet of struggles or something that I felt like um, someone needed to hear in terms of just a certain aspect and just start to help that internal dialogue being recognized as a place where music can meet um, our self-mantra and start to really encourage healing because these artists are incredible. There's some amazing songwriters out there, some amazing singers out there, and music is technically, I, I view myself as music as to my way of healing. When I heal, I listen to music, so it's just my way of giving that side to the world. So, yeah. I also love music. I think you understand it a lot more than me, but I love music and I just like, when we would do like song of the day, it would be yeah. like, here's a song and like, here's a like reason for it and like a description and those descriptions were like spot on every single day and it was just like here's how you can heal through music and like even if you aren't having a great day here's something positive in your day and I would I know like I would look forward to it every day I would just be like this is the coolest thing ever and I loved it but it was also just like it was something to look forward to number one yeah but Music in itself is a way to heal. It's not for everybody, but it is, for me, it was definitely helpful in that. Um, We are shortly putting it in our Instagram bio, and it yes. will be available in the Instagram bio. I made a lovely poster, like a lovely, I guess, album cover for it. So It will be on Apple Music right now. Yeah. And we'll put that in the Instagram bio. But overall, just like song of the day was something that was special. And it was just kind of like, here's music and a situation put together. And it just, it captured every moment so perfectly. And it was kind of weird, yeah. but it was so, so nice to have. Yeah. And like music for me helped a lot. But yeah, it helped me a lot too. Um, yeah. So I, I guess... We should start wrapping it up. Um, do you want to? I don't have anything else. Just yeah, just anything else. Awesome. So I would like to um, start to provide at the end of these episodes with some hotlines and some resources. So it's for immediate need and um, a mental health. Oh, she's pointing at something else. <laughs> oh, yeah. Sorry. Uh, so disclaimer: we're not therapist we do not intend to give proper diagnoses we don't intend to claim anything this is just a purely just kind of an anecdotal podcast that we would like to start We're just two crazy college kids yes we are so With, yeah lived life a little bit not yeah. much but a little bit so so 
All right, so some of those resources, um, one resources that um, we would like to kind of mention is the National Suicide and Crisis Hotline. There's, um, they have a number for veterans, um, multilingual, they're really helpful. Um, and all you have to do is dial 988. They also have a crisis chat, um, so you can text. There's an online chat as well. And for the crisis text line, you can text HOME to 74174. And that's how you'll be able to reach that service. Yes. And lastly, um, I would like to really also call out um, the sexual assault or abuse hotline. You can reach out to the National Sexual Assault Hotline by calling 800-656-4673. That is, again, 800-656-4673. These resources... <laughs> These resources okay. are here for you to use if you're in an immediate situation in which you cannot keep yourself or someone else safe. They're there for you if you need them at any time. And yes. again, we're not therapists, but we're just trying to create a healing environment. Yes. So um, thank you for listening. Honestly, um, it's this is our first episode. Yeah. It's exciting. Um, so I hope today we can kind of help starting the journey of healing. And we talked about self-mantra and how that is really important. Um, and I I think the last thing really is that it's, this is, you know, you're, you're applied to you. This isn't yeah. about us. At the end of the day, it's how do you apply it to yourself? And we just want to help you see that this healing is possible. And with like the idea of self-mantra, it's, easier definitely just to like have that positive mindset it helps and hopefully you can use it in your everyday life too that is our goal so thank you so much for listening from your co-host lucas schaefer and kaylee savage covering mental matters on how your mental matters